0: Welcome to Marvel Studios News. My name is Sean Gerber. In a moment, I will be joined by my co-host, Paul Herman, for episode 91 of our show. This episode also features the appearance of Brian Crew. Brian is one of our wonderful supporters over on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash News. And Brian brings to us a really interesting topic. We're going to be discussing the watch order, the viewing order for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's not necessarily going to be what you think. It's not not going to just be based simply on release date. It's not going to be based simply on chronological order of the events that take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's not as simple as just, well, let's just go ahead and start with Captain America, the first Avenger. It's not that. This is a different viewing order for the MCU that Brian has brought to us. And it's really unique. So we pull it apart. We discuss it and of course Paul and I share our opinions on it as we go through it. So I hope you'd enjoy checking that out, but before we get into that viewing order for the MCU, I've got to say thank you very much to Chris Cassio. Chris is the latest patron Over on our Patreon page again, Patreon.com/slash/MarvelStudiosNews, and so Chris and Brian and all of our other patrons have access to exclusive content from this podcast that's not available anywhere else. We do Patreon credit scenes, where which is just an additional topic, an additional discussion that we have on top of the regular episode. So for this week, Brian joins Paul and I again, and we discuss a lot of the stuff going on with Sony's universe of Marvel characters and. All these different plans that Sony seems to be making. How real are those plans? What are we really looking at here? So we dive into that. But we have in the the Patreon credit scenes, those are available for just a dollar a month on our Patreon page. Uh, But we also do weekly Q&A shows. There's a daily podcast, the Daily Bugle that I do. ...every Monday through Friday, and then of course there are, based on the tiers, there are different opportunities to be on our show... ...as you heard with David Rosen last week and as you're going to hear with Brian Crew this week. So you can find out all of that information over at patreon.com slash News. And the last thing that I'll say about it is that when you do sign up and you're getting that exclusive content you will get your own private RSS link that you can put into a podcatcher like Apple podcasts and subscribe that way. We put the main shows on there. We put all the exclusive content on there. So that way you get all of your Marvel studios news podcasts, whether it's Patreon exclusive or the main show, you can get it all in one place. You don't have to manage two different feeds uh, in order to get everything, all of the content that we put out there. So I hope you check that out. And then also make sure you keep up with us on our website marvelstudiosnews.com, Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News, and on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. So without any further ado, let's get into our show and figure out how we're going to watch the MCU. Paul, I already know you. Brian, welcome to the Marvel Studios (laughs) News podcast. Thank lever. you.
1: Proud to be here.
0: Well, that's right, And The guests get the priority. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, what did you want to talk about today on your uh, on your time here on Marvel Studios News?
1: Uh, I have been dying to talk about the um, viewing order for the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. and an uh, order you could watch the films in. That okay. would be good for uh, new viewers as well as people who are replaying the movies several times.
0: Okay. So is this the. So are you establishing a chronological order, or do you think this is like a viewing order that's really more about introducing people to the MCU in, in, in the right way?
1: Uh, I think it's more about introducing people the right way. It's more of a story order than a chronological order. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. And finding a way to kind of flow in and out of the film so they all uh, make sense and kind of connect some dots for the new viewers who maybe aren't as familiar with. Marvel Comics and the backstories and everything that's going on. Very cool.
0: So how did you <laughs> arrive at this order that, you ha- that you've that you set up?
1: Uh, I do a lot of movie nights. Uh, I have a lot of people over for double features at my place. And right before Age of Ultron came out, uh, we did five nights to catch up on all the Marvel movies. And uh, the big Deal was organizing them into double features that moved in and out of each other, and the trouble spot was, of course, the Incredible Hulk and where to put it. So it started me kind of down this road of how to rearrange the movies so they made sense and made into good double features. So you uh, could watch watch them in like a story order that flowed really well, and the post credit scenes would lead in and out of each other. Because sometimes, oh, nice. you know, you Guardians of the Galaxy maybe sets or um, Thor: The Dark World sets up Guardians of the Galaxy, right? But that film is like three films away. Right.
0: Yeah, so I think, no, you're you're totally right. So, yeah, I've only, the only time I've introduced people to the MCU, I've always just gone in the release order of the films. I haven't even screwed around with, like, the chronological order or with Incredible Hulk <laughs> and Iron Man 2. I've done that for myself in, in MCU right. rewatches, but I haven't done that as a way of, of introducing people to the film, so I'm definitely excited about it. What about you, Paul? Do you normally watch these in chronological order based on h- how things go down in the MCU or just the order of
2: when they came out? Man, this is a, this is an excellent question because I feel <laughs> like there's so many different avenues of viewing orders and what to watch because everyone's different, right? Everyone's going to approach how they introduce it or how they watch it. It all depends on the mood. It all depends on how much time I have and what I want to accomplish in the rewatch, And because there's always the classic, you know, how would you do the whole Marvel Universe, you know, or MCU rewatch, right? That's kind of what you're talking about. But we're talking about, you know, maybe even like what are the, you know, what are the essential films, right? What if you only had a certain amount of time? I, I have tons of different variations of doing things of of viewing orders and how to do them special viewing orders I mean they're they're not like you know groundbreaking ideas but they're (laughs) things I I thought about doing in the future so this is a great topic I have tons of different ideas and different things I want to do and 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 have done too so as far as um man as far as a, a favorite viewing order that's tough so I mean yeah I guess we're going to talk about that but are we going to talk about like what what would I do in chronological like what so what what well, is gonna, exactly
0: I'm I'm really interested to hear Brian's order so I think what we'll do is let's just go ahead and let Brian take us through one film at a time his viewing order for the MCU and then we'll we'll try and pick it apart see if there's any changes we would make see what we would do <laughs> wow. uh, in terms of the way we might prefer it. so Brian how do you So it. it's you're having some people over They've never seen a single MCU film. You have 20 to choose from. Let's assume you actually own not only Infinity War, but and and Ant-Man and the Wasp right now. So what movie are you putting on first?
1: Uh, Starting off where it all begins, Iron Man 1. That's the only place you can start. I know a lot of people like to start chronologically with Captain America, the first Avenger, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that was meant as a later introduction, and that's kind of supposed to come later. Um, And I think you you start with where it began with Iron Man 1, and like I said, I always pair these as double features, and the next one in the sequence, it starts right where Iron Man 2, or Iron Man 1 leaves off as Iron Man 2. So you just watch that as your first double feature.
0: Nice. I think, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I know there's always been the people who go, well, chronologically, you should put on Captain <laughs> America: First Avenger, and I've never been into that. I mean, if I'm just yeah. watching Captain, if I'm just watching Captain America: The First Avenger, different story, obviously, because I uh-huh. love the movie, but. If it's time to really start something off, you can't really argue with Iron Man, not even because it's just the it was obviously the first movie that came out. But if you're trying to set somebody's expectations for what they're about to watch, Iron Man really did set the tone or the tonal exactly. range for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's not just the simple matter of the f- simple factor of dates. It's just if you want to know, uh, have a really good idea of what you're in for with the MCU, Iron Man certainly sets the pace. What do you think, Paul?
2: Man, you guys are all wrong. You got to go with First
0: <laughs> Avenger, and this is why. Okay, so because you're never going to watch another film that looks or feels like that.
2: It doesn't matter. That's the whole, that's <laughs> I, the whole point. you're, like, also, you're, you're thinking also with think your Captain. You're
0: gonna... Yeah, you're you're thinking with your like rose-colored Captain America lenses on. No, him. I'm
2: not because mm. Captain. Reason why you have to watch Captain America: First Avenger first, because to me, he sets up everything because he sets up the rules of superheroes in the in this said universe and you have the setup of the infinity stone with the tesseract aka the cosmic cube you've got hydra set up um you kind of have you kind of have everything kind of all set up for tony stark with his howard stark in the movie to me like it's it's the perfect intro to the mcu because it has everything whereas is tony or excuse me the iron man film granted, i love i love almost all these films so bear with me but I just think that with, with the Captain America First Avenger, you set the rules of the whole superhero universe. So to me, like, every, like Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, it all makes sense because after you see Captain America, Hulk, the incredible Hulk, makes a lot more sense to me because like, oh, they're ah. talking about, you know, the First Avenger and things, you know, or the you know, Captain or Super Social Program and, mm. and See, both. I oh. I,
1: actually, I actually like those better as teases because a lot of them you know, Marvel movies with the post credit scenes, like you're teasing the next film. And I like the fact that you kind of tease Cap's arrival in Iron Man 2 and Incredible Hulk. You kind of build to where he's going to appear and give him room to anticipate. And the other thing I think is I like putting, I like keeping the Tesseract closer to uh, Avengers, making sure that that's set up, you know, so it kind of tracks for people and you're putting those elements together. And also one of the most important rules for how I did these things is how the movies end. And Captain mm. America: The First Avengers ends with a tr- trailer for Avengers.
2: Yes, it does. But you yeah. don't you to skip that because that's what that's honestly. Uh, that's,
1: I, but, I don't allow editing the films in my viewing order. Oh viewing. my nice. gosh! Come on. <laughs> hey, look, you
0: gotta have you gotta have rules to this. But even if you take out the Avengers trailer, that is really yes. not a post credit scene for Captain America: True. The First Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Even True. if you take that out, though. Captain America the First Avenger ends with a direct handoff to the Avengers with Agreed. Steve Rogers walking out and and also, yeah, the 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 bit that plays before the trailer is the, the, the scene that we end up ultimately getting at Avengers with Steve Rogers in the punching bag. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm with Brian on this. I, I still I I understand why you go Captain America the first Avenger, Paul, but yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to go with Iron Man. So we're at Iron Man one and two. Now yeah. we've run Iron Man Two takes us into what is known in the MCU timeline affectionately as Nick Fury's big week, because yes. we've crossed of over. We cross over with Incredible with the Incredible Hulk and Thor. So, which of those two are you going with next?
1: Uh, I just think you Coulson drives out of Iron our Iron Man Two and into Thor, and it's such a clean transition. Mm-hmm. And there's even the the one shot which I include in my nights. So that of Coulson's drive. So I right. that's I go straight into Thor. Okay.
0: That makes sense. No, I, Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree with that. I think you could go to incredible Hulk because it catches you mm. up with the whole report from the university. Um, agree as you go to, so like, I, I think incredible Hulk and Thor are pretty in, interchangeable, but you're right in terms of more of that direct handoff within actual story, as opposed to just a news, you know, a little bit of new, yeah. you know, a newscast in the background. i
2: mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much a, I like having gaps. And I think that's why I would, again, I, I kind of go to, to kind of give it some space. I love when, mm-hmm. when like, when continuity there's like, you know, where did this character go? Like the chapter, if you will, if you're in a chapter of a book and you're like, you know, like game of Thrones and you're like, Oh, I'm on the Sansa <laughs> chapter, but when am I going to get back to Tyrion's chapter? You know, like something like that. I like having a little bit of like anticipation. So mm-hmm. if I had to do it, I would definitely go with probably incredible Hulk after Iron Man too, because Iron Man wanted, and I guess, for me, sometimes I would even watch. I kind of go in the release order sometimes, but I forget that like Iron Man two and Incredible Hulk do like line up a little bit better like, when you watch it after Iron Man two. So I do that just so I have some space because Colson's going to take him a, a little bit of time to to drive there. Plus, it isn't in the drive over now. Which one is the which one with, with Sitwell that he does? Is that the one? Is it before the drive or is
1: are it are the, the short uh, the consultant? Yeah. The consultant. The yeah. consultant is the one that explains Tony's role no, at the right, end of right. Inc- Incredible Hulk. So, and so that's why what I do is, especially because mm-hmm. like, I'm usually doing this as double features, I'll start the night with uh, the, the th- a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's Hammer, Thor, Incredible Hulk, and end the night on a bookend with the consultants and play those ah, two shorts. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. And okay.
1: then the cons- consultant explains Tony's role, which is very much a post Iron Man to Tony Stark because he's the consultant.
2: Right, well, I guess what what I'm trying to say is is, does a consultant take place before or after on the way of Thor's hammer? After Thor. Because you could. Could you technically put Sitwell and Coulson together before the Thor movie? Does it take place in New Mexico or are they into some random place? Well, I think
1: it depends on how you want to view the timeline. I think, from the way I understand it, the, the university fight in Hulk takes place during Thor and Iron Man 2. And the South American sequence takes place kind of in that gap between Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2. And then the Harlem fight takes place after Iron Man 2 and after Thor. If, uh, I, under, if I understand, no, okay. and I think I think that was in, I think I got that from the Nick Fury's Big Week comic that Sean was talking about. Yeah.
2: Uh, okay, okay, okay. I see. I guess I guess in that case, I, I still probably – I could, would still watch The Consultant and maybe the on the way to Thor's Hammer back-to-back and watch Hulk after Iron Man too, just to give it a little bit of different flair because I, I don't want to see mm. the same things over again. So, yeah, I would say I'd give – me personally, yeah. I'd put Hulk after that.
1: And it's kind of funny. I kind of feel the other way because I like giving a break from Tony. Like you have almost two mm. whole movies where you don't mm. get Tony Stark and then he kind of comes back at the end of the night and you're like, oh, there's Tony. And gotcha. remembering-
0: very cool. So, if we go now that we've caught up with Thor, so are we going Incredible Hulk next? I assume we need to do that. Yep. Okay.
1: Incredible Hulk, then uh, Consultant, and then uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Okay. And for the completists, I would throw in the Agent Carter one shot after Captain America. Sure. sure. And then and then go to Avengers, and then things get really wacky.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think uh, for, so obviously Captain America, First Avenger, and Avengers speak for themselves at this point in your watch order. So not for
2: this watch order.
0: <laughs> whatever, dude.
1: There's no there's no wrong order. There, yeah, exactly. You're right. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. No so wrong order.
0: Like, I'm gonna start with Avengers four next year and work backwards. How about that? Um, I like, Whoa. Yeah,
1: I like this. Don't I get like- all Tarantino on it. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have post-it notes on myself like Nolan. Okay. <laughs> there you go. The memento going Memento, this, a, a the memento, memento this whole thing. <laughs> remember Trevor Sl- <laughs> Never mind Sammy Jenkins. <laughs> Sammy Jenkins. Remember Trevor Slattery. La-
1: nice. <laughs> so, oh,
0: speaking of which, Man- so you said things were getting wonky now, so is Iron Man 3 not next?
1: It is not next. Okay. Um and this would uh before anybody starts uh who's listening starts going, but Agents of Shield. I'm not counting Agents of Shield. No TV show. Neither does that Marvel sense. Studios. Oh! Exactly. Oh, I knew that was coming, and I, I appreciate that. Oh, no, you you teed uh, it up. I figured. <laughs> I kind of figured. Ouch, <laughs> yeah. yeah. man. Yeah, I. But my kind of feeling is um, Avengers ends with Thor and Loki taking the Bifrost back to uh, Asgard, and that's exactly where we pick them up in Thor: The Dark World. So Thor: The Dark World make, kind of makes more sense to me.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. It's fair mm. it's fair mm. like well, and Thor of the Dark World doesn't totally reference although well Thor of the Dark well, World takes place a year after because that's how long yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Jane Foster says he was gone, right? You were gone a year, or just it two years
1: I think it's I don't remember. That's it, a lot remember. of people
0: don't so like <laughs> or maybe it's two years because the first thor ends uh, roughly a year before Avengers. i don't know i gotta right. but,
2: they, but they don't really talk about the timeline do they with uh iron man three i don't remember distinctly like there was like it's six months after blah blah blah. Like, it's not i don't remember it having a, a I distinct swear time where they
0: do mention at some point like how long it was since new york or maybe he just says, ever since New
1: York, and he doesn't have yeah, to I th- say. Yeah, I how think it's ever e- since ha- New York, yeah. and then Jane says, that's for New York. But I don't think there's ever an t- exact time reference. Right,
2: okay. And, I th- and, and that wouldn't make sense to me, be- but <clears throat> I, I do – one of my only things I like about Iron Man three, um, is the (laughs) fact that Tony is so scarred from Avengers. Right. That's, that's where I would kind of lean towards putting Iron Man three right after Avengers, Mm -hmm. just because you like to see the the, the ramifications of Tony uh, being, you know, seeing the aliens and having to deal with that and being paranoid. I like that having like a back to back thing. So at least for me, I probably would go Iron Man three or at least I'd probably skip like half the movie, but, uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, I would I'd go with Iron Man 3 after Avengers personally. But Thor Dark World's not a bad – it's not bad. I'll have to try it sometime.
1: It, it, it works pretty well when we tried it. And I kind of like giving – again, I like giving Tony a break because he's very present in these movies. Mm. And I like giving him time to kind of hide out in his man cave, build his 40-plus suits of armor, and kind of hide away. So it's like when, we're, when we get to Tony, we're kind of discovering him again and realizing that he's not been well while we've been away.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that, and also, I also kind of like the idea of getting Thor: The Dark World out of the way. The sooner, the better. Oh,
2: the so, wow. <laughs> Dark World over the I, Iron Man
0: Three. Go back to the Road to Infinity War episode. I like <laughs> Thor: The Dark World, but we all know it's not the it's greatest the one that they've done, and so yep. it's we can beat up on it a little bit. Like it's not. It's got moments. Yes, it does, but the other ones have moments and then some. So, like, <laughs> you know, we've got more than just moments in the other MCU films. I think, and the more it's like the first time I saw Thor: of The Dark World, I actually didn't think it was Marvel's weakest entry. Um, but uh, initially, I would,
1: I would agree with that actually.
0: Yeah, and then as time went on and I watched the movie more, I was like, oh no, it it definitely is. Like Iron Man Two is better than this, and even the the Incredible Hulk. While I. Well, it's it certainly doesn't even really feel at home in the MCU. It's still a better <laughs> movie than this. So, yeah, <laughs> Thor The Dark World is, I, I think it's fair to say, while I still enjoy it and still consider it a good and a passable movie to at least qualify as decent slash kind of good, uh, like it is, uh, it's, it's not on the level of anything else they've done.
1: Fair. Uh, and actually, I, the other part I like about this, doing this order, is that I put, uh, because you're, Thor the Dark World ends with uh, the collector tease I go straight to Guardians of the Galaxy and you don't have to watch Thor the Dark Whoa. World I, I, and Iron Man 3 back to back this is getting mm. a little too crazy I know I I'm messing with I'm your brain sure. I'm not sure about this
2: Guardians is right so you go hold on make sure I'm, I'm following oh, along you're here definitely
0: out of chronological order at this point because Guardians most of the story is set in 2014 because it has actual dates on it it's 88 when Peter Quill is taken and then it says 26 years later so mm-hmm. that puts it in Earth Year 2014 A.D. Um, yep. so, and that is, and, and so that is after uh, Iron Man 3.
1: And like I said when we started, I kind of go with more of a story order. And sure, because sure. nothing in Guardians really is terrestrial bound, No, you're it's right. not going to impact anybody. Um, and I kind of like just, again, for new viewers, okay, we saw that weird guy. He's explained the collector at the end of the Dark World. And then you go straight and get kind of an explanation of who he is. I also like... Putting Avengers, Thor, the Dark World and Guardians of the Galaxy as one, two, three, because you introduce what we will come to know as a couple infinity stones. You get Odin's explanation of the infinity stones and you get the collector's explanation combined with the introduction of Thanos (laughs) a lot closer to Avengers. And I think all those elements track better when you see those films together in that order.
0: I think um, I'm I'm becoming a big fan of your watch order, so I'm probably going to try this. I do <laughs> I do like this hand, especially with the, the Infinity Stones, and actually really defining that concept before you go forward. So what? So now we're at Guardians. So are we going straight into Guardians two because it's so close to the first Guardians, or are we moving away from it for a second?
1: I I, I I've debated this, and I when we get to Guardians two, I can go. Through why I say no I say uh, I I, I don't think Again nobody's wrong If you want to go straight to Guardians 2 I understand that But I uh, I go back to Iron Man 3 At this point Okay
0: And And, Are you going from Iron Man 3 To Guardians 2 Or are you still Are you still spacing it out
1: No we're still We're uh, going to space it out We're not going to get back to Guardians 2 For a while Uh, I think Iron Man 3 And again if you're doing the one shots I'll hail the king um right. and that's then so good. Yeah, I, I to me you can't watch those two films apart. <laughs> sure. I think uh, the shorts better than the movie. I I, I the, the the short makes up for a lot of sins in the movie, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> it's more entertaining than the movie, I'll say that.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it made <laughs> me like it made me like Trevor Slattery Better in Iron Man Three after I saw the short. Actually, like I appreciate Iron Man Three more now that I've seen the short.
2: I, I you know what? Here, really fast. I don't mean to derail this completely, but Joe, <laughs> one second. I apologize. But there's a lot of landmines on this road. <laughs> That's really well said, Brian. Um, <laughs> I,
0: I'll just, I'll just get this out of the way now. Rather than combat <laughs> Paul in this episode, just go back to our Road to Infinity War episode. <laughs> listen to here's the listen order of the Marvel Studios News <laughs> podcast. Pause this episode episode right now at, or after right after what paul says then go back and listen to the iron man 3 episode from our road <laughs> to infinity war series where we debate it and then come back and finish this one go okay, ahead re- paul
2: i'm sorry really fast i'm only going to say that what i liked about all hail to the king is the fact they acknowledge that the mandarin is still out there it's not you yeah. know it, it's not uh, what uh, price it's not um and you'll never
0: uh, see him
2: <laughs> yeah you'll never see <laughs> No, 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 uh, no, no,
0: no. That's just me. That's not me doing, you'll never see me coming. You will never see him. That was just for the fans who were so <laughs> mad that there wasn't I, a real Mandarin. That character is not coming back in the MCU. I'm
2: just, I'm just saying that I, I think I like the fact they did that. It would have been cool to have that in the movie. I understand. They don't want to do blah, blah, blah. But, so, but here's the thing. All bets are off because with with how much magic and mystery with these stones – a guy with magic rings isn't much different. So, I mean, let's just be real here. But that's a whole – we're opening a whole can of worms here, Sean. I just want to say I like the fact they acknowledge that Mandarin is still out there. I'm not saying they're going to acknowledge it. But anyway, Brian, continue with your brewing order. I just love
0: how Scoot McNary is the one saying there are a lot of people very upset. And it's like, yeah, nerds online are very upset <laughs> <laughs> that you said oh. you were the Mandarin. I
1: I, I like ahead? that there's always open doors for more stories.
0: Sure. I'm with Brian on this.
2: Good job, Brian. Yeah, no, I,
1: it's,
0: if they ever actually went the real Mandarin route, I'd be happy to watch the movie. It just won't get made. Anyway, so we've gone from Iron Man 3, so where are we heading after, are we Winter Soldier now?
1: Uh, the only thing I would do is I would watch the one-shot Item 47 before Winter, Winter Soldier, oh. uh, just to kind of throw in a reminder, because we've been away from S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while, and sure. Jasper Sitwell, and that's a good reminder of who Shield is and who he is before you go to Winter Soldier,
0: makes sense. I'm with yep. it. Yep. Uh,
1: so then Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier has the end credit scene that leads right to Ultron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultron. I mean, I th- you can't really go any place other than Ant Man after Ultron. Uh, okay. Really
2: quick, I kind of, I sure. just want to throw. I, I'm going to keep interrupting just so I can throw my own viewing order specifics in. Please. I would, and this is why I would not put Guardians of the Galaxy right after Thor: Dark World mm-hmm. is because I think. To me, in my opinion, that Guardians goes into Age of Ultron a lot better because you have infinity stone with infinity stone. And I like having the stones together.
0: It's fair, fair I... but if I may argue on Brian's behalf for a second, yes, like that's fine. and I'm Please. just gonna I'm gonna take a guess to see if this was the logic though, but like but with Brian's order of going from Avengers to Thor of the Dark World two guardians you've already well you've already got the infinity stones well defined so you don't have to keep all those ducks in a row you put them in a in, a, in mm-hmm. such a way that they're very well established now that you can take a break and then have let age of ultron serve as your reminder of the infinity stones that were already defined for you earlier in your watch order
2: yeah, no, I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. I think that's a solid way to think of it. Just for me personally, I like having like the the stakes. You kind of you see the stakes raised in Guardians, and they get really raised in Ultron. And I, I like I like that kind of back to back, at least in that viewing order. I've, I have always liked the fact that Guardians in Age of Ultron kind of for me go back to back. So I feel you. I feel you though,
1: and I agree with uh, Paul. You got my logic right. <laughs> All right. Right. or Sean, you got my logic right. I oh. got lost. It. I got lost to listening to the show. I'm so used. I'll to take that credit. Guy. That's all right. I'm used yeah. to listening to you guys. I'm not used <laughs> yeah. to conversing with you guys. I, I, I feel like I should be driving my car right now. I'm it. it'd Be more like I was listening to the show as always. Yeah. I understand, homie. I <laughs> uh, so uh, we're on Ultron. Yeah, we're on
2: Ultron. We on Ultron. we're on, on Ant Man. Ult- yeah,
1: we went yeah. right
0: from Ultron to Ant Man.
1: Okay. And the only thing I'll toss in there for those, again, who are key, being completists, if you really want to blow people's mind, you throw in the WHIH news reports for them that were online. What? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you don't have to. Yeah, I didn't say you don't have to. I had some people did who you? enjoyed that. I did, actually, and people enjoyed them. Wow. Too.
0: I mean, I enjoyed them in the sense that I was just desperate to have the content, so yeah. I, don't, I can't say I really go
1: back and watch them very much i don't think you do it all the time what i did was between movies while people were getting popcorn i threw them on there you and people go. Watched them, and that worked really well um and there's there's five between ultron and ant-man and there's another five between ant-man and civil war mm. which civil war is next and okay. if i've been blowing uh paul's mind here we go again oh boy uh coming out of civil war i go straight to black panther
2: whoa wait no hold on, hold on. Hold on.
0: makes sense Black Panther is a week after Civil War. Thank you.
2: Hold on, I, I thought. Hold on. So you Civil War? So I, I I got glossed over. I thought you meant Civil War before or Black Panther before Civil War. I got no, ooh, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Okay. okay.
2: Well, yeah, all right. So so, Ant Man then Civil War and then Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Correct. No, so that, I, I, that that sounds legit to me.
1: Cool. Uh, and then right after that, uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have debated flipping those two but i think that's a a better order actually
0: No, you're right because most of spider-man homecoming takes place well i know chronological order isn't what you really care about but most of spider-man homecoming actually does take place uh after black panther because black because homecoming is two months after civil war
1: yep exactly right uh, not that they, now... g- not
0: that you can really trust it, because Sony didn't know how to do math on this film to begin with. So right, <laughs> right out the gate, we were wrong. So maybe... Well, even... didn't
2: Marvel Studios make the movie? Like, they, they produced... They paid them to make the movie. They so did. Kind of... They
0: did. So, yeah, Marvel Studios owns the mistake, too. They can't divorce yeah. themselves from it.
2: Yeah. But
1: isn't it easier to blame Sony for everything? Yes,
0: oh, Lord, so we're just have going no to.
2: Idea. Oh,
0: my gosh. <laughs> no idea. Marvel Studios oh, has I, already I had I have a tough good, month, so I don't idea. need to put any more blame on them for
1: anything. Oh, <laughs> I... <laughs> 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 I, oh, I have my fingers across. We're going to have good news next week. Um, I hope so. Not betting. Or maybe uh, give them time. Uh, that's a, another podcast. Yes, um, it is. So coming out of it's been actually that's like five or six other podcasts oh or da, or daily bugle episodes. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> Sean, Patreon you love plug. Those, I know what to do. It. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so coming out of homecoming uh, and this is. It's got to go someplace, so this is where I bring back Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm. Mm. And the reasons for that are... Uh, there's th- three reasons I don't put it chronologically, because chronologically it would take place around Age of Ultron, I believe. And like, Sean, you brought up, you could put it right after, mm-hmm. but I like taking, as Paul said, I like taking a break from the characters so we don't kind of lose track of the Guardians before Infinity War.
0: It's good point. And
1: there are three indicators in guardians of the galaxy two that it's better to kind of put after this. And one is a mistake that James Gunn has omitted, which is Stanley in his, uh, cameo references, the civil war cameo. Mm -hmm. Ah. And, uh, so chronologically it's wrong, but if you do this viewing order, it's right. Or at least it will make sense to people. Okay. And the second thing is, uh, like I keep saying, I gauge these films by how they end. And we, we, Towards the end, we get one really doesn't matter. We get a shot of the Grandmaster dancing. It's it's a nice tease for him coming up in uh, Thor Ragnarok. But the big one is Teenage Group, which is closer to his appearance. And we've jumped during the credits. We jump closer to the Infinity War time.
0: That's true.
1: So I I like placing that a little closer to Infinity War. And that's why I don't do the Guardians 1 and 2 back to back.
0: May, may I think it makes sense. Although, in okay. James Gunn's defense, because he needs a lot of that these days,
1: absolutely, Agreed. I
0: I would have to say that maybe the point there is that Stanley's character exists beyond space and time.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. So absolutely.
0: For yep. him, yep. It, time is not linear. It's like the Matthew McConaughey True Detective: time is a circle. <laughs> kind Definitely. of logic yes. for Stanley in I, uh, I, in in the MCU.
1: I, my kind of thing. Is I've always bought that. St- because of the way that cameo works, that explains not only Stan's cameos in the MCU, but also in the X-Men films and all their Marvel films. He's jumping through time in the multiverse. Nice. All
2: right. So if I'm going to be real here, and I haven't really gave much thought to like the phase three viewing order as far as Mm -hmm. like after too much, because these movies are still pretty new for me, like Mm -hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, Ragnarok. It's like, I haven't lived with them enough as long as like the other films. But Mm -hmm. now that I'm sitting down and you're listening to your talk, I'm going to go ahead and I, me personally, I'm going to put probably um, maybe again giving Black Panther a break. I may give uh, Guardians of the Galaxy right after Civil War, to be quite honest.
1: You could do that. I kind of like keeping with T'Challa's journey and keeping the emotional story of uh, saying goodbye to his father, and I don't want to interrupt that emotional journey. But I can see doing that.
0: Yeah, uh, I would. I would probably keep Black Panther close to Civil War. I think I would agree with that. The only thing is we haven't – you haven't put in Doctor Strange yet, right? Yeah, and nope. that's next. So the only thing I may have done is I may have put Doctor Strange in front of, uh, in front of Guardians 2. I might have mm. done that, but okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear your, your logic behind why it's after Guardians 2.
1: Uh, it's really just the way the post-credit scenes at this point play out, where okay. it's Doctor Strange has the the scene from Thor Ragnarok. You do Thor Ragnarok next, and then that gets you right to Infinity War.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Uh, the only, I, I guess, I'm still hung up on like the chronological order of it, just because the, and, I mean, because if you, aside from the post-credit scene, which is a perfectly valid reason to put it in there, Doctor Strange also, at Doctor Strange at least begins before Spider-Man: Homecoming. Because Avengers Absolutely. Tower is still Avengers Tower in the skyline at the beginning of the film, yep. But we do not see Avengers Tower because it's not present in like the view, the sky, the shot of the skyline that we get behind the Sanctum Sanctorum uh, at the end of the film. So my assumption is that Doctor Strange has like the most time goes by in Doctor, the most time elapses in Doctor Strange. So even though it starts before Homecoming ends, it goes mm-hmm. on for much longer because we we can presume that he spends quite a bit of time in Kamartage.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of the same logic we had with uh, Incredible Hulk, that it mm-hmm. probably starts before but ends after, and I kind of always go by where it ends.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, the only thing is I would just wonder if – well, I guess keep putting Doctor Strange closer to Infinity War makes sense, not just for matching up the the post credit scene with Ragnarok, but I think it also – I think I get I am coming around to it because it does make sense with Doctor Strange getting yeah. such a, a bigger role in Infinity War or a better yeah. role in Infinity yeah. War.
1: Yeah. And it it kind of turns it into a, almost a Doctor Strange trilogy because you kind of mm. it goes from zero to 60. He's all of a sudden very much a part of the story.
2: Yeah, I, I like the idea of having Doctor Strange closer to Infinity War because I need to put something that's not very good, <laughs> to something amazing. So that's a good that's a good call.
1: <laughs> that was not my logic, but where it was. Oh that's good that's good
2: logic though. That's good. Sorry. Oh
0: man. Yeah. Paul is not trying to make friends with Shane Black or Scott Derrickson today.
2: Now now for the record, I like Shane Black and I like Scott Erickson. I like Doctor Strange enough. It just I'm really excited about the sequel of Doctor Strange if he's gonna come back because if if, if he can do something like the he you know, Doctor Strange and Infinity War, I'm gonna be just fine.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, so, I, I, well, I, I think he deleted Dr. his Twitter Strange. account, so his odds of keeping his job are already improved based on the way things go.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's seems to be the trend. <laughs> yes, it is.
0: Anyway, I digress. So we I'm so, trying
1: I'm trying not to. I'm holding a lot back.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. So okay, so we've gone through and we've so we went from Guardians to to well, now I've lost track of it. So we went from Guardians to to Doctor Strange, is that Strange. what we did? and then yep, Ragnarok. Strange th- Exactly. And yeah, well, that... Yeah, Ragnarok right before Infinity War. I figured we were going to end up with Ragnarok right before Infinity War because it is the direct handoff. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So then I guess Ant-Man and the Wasp just naturally fits right after Infinity War.
1: It does. If uh, if you could put those two post-credit scenes uh, after or, or separate them from the film or add them on to the end of Infinity War, I would put Ant-Man and the Wasp after Spider-Man Homecoming. But mm. I, like I said earlier, I don't edit the films. Um, so... I, sure. I, I, You have to kind of... You can't watch Ant-Man and Wasp and see those in, end credit scenes and then go to Infinity War. Well, that does, and, that's not going to work.
0: Yeah, and in terms of the the timeline, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Infinity War happen like over the same two or three days. Yeah. Because you, you it, know it's what? pretty clear Infinity War unfolds over a span of about two, maybe two and a half, three days, and mm-hmm. we also get a three-day clock at the start of Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: Fair I, enough.
2: I might go with... If in a, and I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but even though I like to be a contrarian, but I really am not trying to be one here. <laughs> um, but I actually might go with the Ant Man and the Wasp first, just because Ooh. it, just because if you do, uh, well, no, because right, Ra- you couldn't do. No, I couldn't do that because that Ragnarok. Hand, yeah, that ends, handoff from Ragnarok yeah, to Infinity War is too good. so it's good. Too perfect. It's too, it's perfect. You're right. I can't do that. It's impossible. Never mind. I yeah. I take it back. It has to be after Infinity yeah, War.
0: To, yeah, to go from that mid-credit scene—I know you got to watch a post-credit scene with with Grandmaster first—but to go from that mid-credit yeah. scene right into the opening with the distress call in Infinity War—that's
1: perfect. It's, yeah. It's, yep. Yeah, absolutely agreed. I'm into it. Uh, the, the only thing I would say that I'm kind of curious about to project into the future would be uh, I may, depending on how Captain Marvel plays out, mm-hmm. I might flip ant-man and wasp and captain marvel so you get the tease into captain marvel and then you do it you go ant-man and wasp and see where scott's been left off and pick up his story right away in avengers 4 but i want to see i want to see how that plays out but it also
0: depends on how much if captain marvel's like set really in the 90s for almost all of it i mean captain marvel could end up going back before guardians if you feel like you want to know like because that ronin's in there if you want to yeah. know Ronan and Korath and everything, you may... I mean, Captain Marvel could go much, much that, earlier in the list. For
1: me... I, I have a feeling it's going to go... A lot of people are going to do Captain America, First Avenger, Captain Marvel, exactly. and then Iron Man 1. I I kind of like the idea of that they are holding certain story elements back to be revealed at a certain point, sure. like chapters in a novel. So I kind of... I, I, obviously, I'm not too tied to the release order, but I like to keep an, a flavor of the release order in this, so yeah. that they're, you're kind of seeing the beats as they play out.
2: But we don't, again, we don't know anything about Captain Marvel, so we're kind of spitballing here. But totally. I, but, but at the same time, Captain Marvel, if it takes place in the '90s, there's not going to there's probably not going to be any Infinity Stones. It's going to be literally the Kree Empire versus you know her kind of fighting with the Kree Empire. Essentially, I'm mm-hmm. assuming with the mm-hmm. scrolls. Yeah, it's Kree so, scroll war. Yeah, yeah. So I, so to me, I think it's perfect because you set up. You also set up at that point. Then Guardians of the Galaxy. If you do the view order that I would do, which again, I'm (laughs) I'm assuming that it does. It's all nineties, you know, and maybe or maybe she shows up at the very end of. As long as she doesn't show up at the very end of Infinity War, like or excuse me, in the very end of her her post credit scene is her at the very end of Infinity War showing up or whatever. That would be kind of weird, but at the same time, I probably would still do it just because I like the fact you could have Captain America, um, and then then you'd have you know, Captain Marvel with you know Nick Fury. I don't know. I, I like that. I like. <laughs> well, that her
0: post-credit scene could be her sure. not her yeah. still in the '90s, and Scott Lang just got spit out of a time vortex in the '90s.
1: Whoa! You just blew my mind.
0: That's oh, possible.
2: I don't like that. I don't
0: like that. I, well, I mean, in that process, he would discover how to travel through time using the quantum realm so maybe instead of doing that it is a shortcut to get captain marvel from the 90s to the present day without having to come up with some deep in space excuse frozen excuse whatever kind of excuse like it's like she literally jumped from the 90s it wasn't there you know some excuse for her being gone the whole time although the only problem with that is it's the why did scene why, of infinity war <laughs> yeah is why the hell did nick fury think he could contact her <laughs> so,
2: with the oh, paper, oh. yeah yeah i need page captain marvel
0: unless <laughs> unless like he paged her like it, unless they show that like he tried to page her all those other times and it just never went through the one time sure. it went through was this time when she just so happened to have come
2: back yeah we we'll Scott
1: it or scott had opened a door for the message to go through
2: Ooh, there you go uh, that's, that's getting too cold that's getting too x-men days of future class uh,
1: i I, t- I tend to think that it's she's just out there in space and she's going to, the, the post credit scene is going to be her getting the page and she's going to head this way.
0: Yeah, 100%. probably. But 100%. I'm all about Scott just showing up in the nineties being like, what's going on guys?
1: I, I think it would be kind of hysterical having Paul read back in the clueless times.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all I'm really trying to get. I'm trying to bring back Josh. Okay. Okay. That's you're just I... trying to bring clueless into the MCU. I, exactly. I understand.
0: <laughs> and like there's Cher and D there they are. Like just, in the Jeep, it works. There you are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel. Do you? But here's the interesting thing: like when it comes to flipping Ant Man and the Wasp and and Captain Marvel, can you foresee a scenario in which you would move both of them up to make sure you can have Infinity War and Avengers Four back to back?
1: I have to see how that plays. I think. That, to me is like uh, what we were saying at the beginning—that there are different order viewing orders for different circumstances.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, if you're going to do all of them, I kind of see it this way. But if you wanted to just isolate certain sections of the story, I could—you know—that's obviously a, a, a very obvious double bill.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, to me, it kind of depends on where Avengers Four picks up. True. D- does on it that p- as well? Does it pick up immediately after the snap, or does it pick up? Months later, years later, we don't really have an answer to that just yet. So, yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah, all we can do right now is just completely guess as to where Captain Marvel and Avengers 4 would best fit. I mean, Avengers 4, we know, is going to end up at the end of this. (laughs) Like, it'll be the ending point. But whether or not it really stays back to back with Infinity War or if we have to reshuffle Ant-Man, the Wasp and Captain Marvel, that'll obviously depend on what goes down in Captain Marvel and Avengers 4.
1: Yeah. And that I am very much looking forward to.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I'm finally I was actually just talking about this with someone today. I'm now that I've I've had Infinity War at home and have been able to watch it a few more times and just enjoy it, like I'm starting to get into like Captain Marvel and Avengers Four mode. I haven't huh. really been in that space uh because I've just been so just completely taken aback by Infinity War and, and unpacking that film, and then and then you know having a fun break with Ant Man and the Wasp, and then kind of getting back into Infinity War. I've just been so focused on the present that that was kind of getting me, and and thankfully I was because it would have just made it would have been a few extra months of waiting just for anything for Avengers Four. So at least now like <laughs> we're closer to getting a look at these films by the time I'm finally like actually feeling that itch to really start getting a sense of what these movies are going to be. Not that I, not that I expect any Avengers four trailer to really give us a sense of what the movie is actually going to be. Cause the Russo's are, you know, the Russo's are liars. They just are. So.
1: <laughs> Wait, Hulk's not in Wakanda. What are you talking about? Yeah,
0: exactly. Or maybe he is. And that shot's from Avengers four and they're, they were lying about lying. I don't know. You can't, you can't trust the Russos. And yeah, I I'm sure that. in like real life, you can trust them and they're very honorable people, but, You know, when it comes to what's real and what's not in their movies, until everything's out, like no, you can't trust them. They're not. They don't have the James Gunn honesty policy when it comes to (laughs) spoilers in their films.
1: There's irony in that. (laughs) There is. (laughs) (laughs) The less honest people are the ones who kept their job.
0: (laughs) That's true. Well, I mean, they they also didn't send out those tweets, but that's uh, that that is true. So that probably counts. uh, That probably counts for more.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Cool. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, you know, I, I live in a universe where they all should keep their jobs.
0: <laughs> well, I don't disagree. Yeah. So anything else we need to know about your watch order?
1: Uh, I think that covers the MCU. That's. Uh, I think that is everything. I think the only thing I left off, again, for the people who are feeling really complete and want to throw extra things in there, uh, were the uh, the two Spider Man marketing shorts? If you want to watch the mm. the NBA Finals one before homecoming, because oh, yeah. Tony Tony's living in Avengers Tower in that, and That's then there's true. the drivers there's the drivers test that takes place after.
0: What about the Ant Man and Hulk Coke commercial? When does that happen?
1: I have no idea. I haven't been able to figure that out. I tried to. <laughs> yeah. they, uh,
0: they never yeah. interact. It's not in
1: continuity. Come on. I know it, commercials it, it, are it,
0: not it, canon. It, I get it. I,
1: I, or it, it's directed by the Russos. Maybe that's our hint. They both live through Avengers Four.
0: Mm. Or it's something that takes place during Avengers Four. There you go. It's They're like both alive. Brief, it's a brief yeah. interlude where, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> so
1: after you finish Ant Man and Wasp, you watch the Coke commercial. I, I,
0: I think you have to. Yeah, there it At is. At that point, okay, right now that's where you put your like Mini right. Coke commercial for <laughs> Ant-Man <laughs> and the Hulk. That's it. Very cool. Well, then, I think that will go ahead and wrap up the episode. Hopefully, you took notes to, so you can have your watch order now. But guess what? If you didn't, the show's recorded. You can just play it back again. Anyway, uh, Brian, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us for this episode. Hopefully, you can stick around with us for the Patreon credit scene. Paul's got a rant Absolutely. about Sony, so if I got to hear it, you might as well. Ooh. Wow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to this for a few days. Uh, I,
1: I, I, I might jump on with him, so it's okay. Yeah, I think we all will. <laughs> It's just going to be, <laughs> <It's just laughs> going to be growling
0: out. for 20 minutes, Yeah, uh, okay. which, which is I'll, fair. I'll,
1: I'll turn the volume down on my headset. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, Brian, where can everybody
1: uh, find you? Uh, you can find me at, it, pretty much on any social media platform uh, under Film Crew. That's uh, film and then C-R-E-W-E, like my last name, or filmcrew.com.
0: Very cool. Paul, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two Ns, a.k.a. P thug for people who are wondering and
0: <laughs> you can find us at marvelstudiosnews.com facebook and instagram at marvelstudiosnews and on twitter at marvelnewscast you can also find us at patreon.com slash marvelstudiosnews where you can be able to listen to that patreon credit scene that we're about to go ahead and record and then you can also find me on twitter and instagram at mr sean gerber sean spelled s-e-a-n so for paul and brian i am sean thanks so much for listening we'll see you next time